Welcome to another episode of the Strive for 25 podcast, where our team is helping people build their financial freedom. And one of the things we talk a lot about is saving and investing 25% of one's income. And I'm your host, Joel Farrell. And each week we dig into the ways that people are generating more income to be able to save more money and the ways that they are investing that hard-earned dollar. And lastly, the how, how people are making these changes. Because again, we're talking about changes. We're talking about changing behaviors. Let's get into today's content so we can help you on your financial journey towards living a life with the power of choice. Welcome back to another episode of the Strive for 25 podcast. I've got an amazing guest on today, Dr. Vic Manzo. And he's got a lot going on, three-time author, certified pediatric chiropractor, a business mindset coach, and more. Uh, but thanks again for joining us today and a little background on kind of well, who you are, what you do. Yeah. Thanks for having me, brother. Um, yeah, I've been a chiropractor for 12 years and uh, I was been a certified pediatric chiropractor for the last few years in my practice. I don't practice currently at the moment. Um, I made a transition in the last a little over a year. They go full-time in the coaching. I've been a coach for the last four years and um, a lot of the the passion and what made me make that shift in my life was kind of the burnout, the the advice that I hear in the business world so often that doesn't really help us. It may help you become more financially successful, but you have you have burnout, you sacrifice relationships, your health, and all these other things to get to that point. And for me, I was like, there has to be an easier way or a simple way to achieve everything well-roundedly. And that's where my chiropractic background comes in, because from that perspective, we see things holistically. So that's kind of what I do and a little bit about you know how I ended up where I'm at today. So you're 450 episodes into your podcast. That's a massive number. Um, can you share kind of just real quick on that, you know, how long have you been doing it and, and why? So my podcast started April, 2018, will be five years uh, coming up here in just next month. And, um, you know, I've been in podcasting before in 20, 2012, I had something called the uh, wellness smart radio and it was all on health. I did like 104 episodes and it did over a year and, but I stopped doing it. Cause I was like, there's, there's already people on speaking on health. And I was, I was like, I want to really empower my community and I'll put my energy there rather than going nationally. And so I kind of stopped, but I always had in the back of my mind, I wanted to get into something with spirituality related, quantum physics related, like mindset kind of related, like stuff that's not talked a lot about. And all of a sudden I, I had went through, um, I had some health issues show up where I can, I can barely practice. I mean, literally every morning I'd be crawling my hands up a wall and I have to just sit there for stand, stand for five minutes. So I have this intense pain down my back and my leg. Um, and I, you know, it was, it was very interesting. It was, it was actually a good thing. I know that sounds weird. Me saying that my body was like self-correcting itself and I had to go through this, but long story short, it really had me thinking what's going to be next for me, just in case if I couldn't practice anymore. And I really was like, what really matters to me? And so all of a sudden I was like, I want to have a podcast on mindset. I want to have a podcast about life. And I want to just share how powerful we really are, the, all this other stuff. And so that was really one of the reasons why the second reason why I created a podcast is I want to interview people that I would probably never meet in person. And so I, it was a selfish reason too, because I was like, I can go have conversations with people. I get to pick their brain. Right. And then on top of it, my listeners benefit because guess what? They get to hear the questions and the answers and get to know somebody and, and it helps the person I'm interviewing too. And so that was kind of my, my, my purpose behind it. And it's just something that I love to do. I love hopping on and doing interviews and I love, I do solos also. 
um, based on demand of my, 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 my audience, they'd like, they would like, we want to hear from you when I once I, when I stopped at one point, but yeah, that's kind of where uh, the, the podcast has evolved from when it started and, and the why behind it. Yeah. Cause the, the purpose, right. You said mentioned selfish to be able to, to talk to really cool people, the people you want, you want to talk to. And, you know, unfortunately, I mean, I've talked to a lot of people kind of just in passing because I've only been doing this for since September. Right. So um, very, a very short time. And people have been approaching me off and on about asking questions about this stuff. And are you making any money? So when, when can you make money? It's like, that's not really how it works. It's that's the wrong mind. You can make money, but it's just a different journey. It's a different, uh, timing expectation. And the, pur- the purpose of a podcast is really, um, has many other benefits rather than just making money off of the podcast. And, um, just want to touch on that just for a second. So like from a, a opening door standpoint, you know, beyond the being able to talk to really cool people that you want to, you know, what what other benefits has it had towards, you know, other things that you're doing in terms of businesses and opening doors and things like that? The biggest thing for me is this, you know, you hear who's Dr. Vic Manzo. I never heard of that guy before. What does he do? Oh, he's a business. What? And then you start learning. So one of the things that's helped me is build credibility, right? It's just like posting on social media and Facebook and stuff. It's just one of those things like, how do you want to market yourself? And what are the things you enjoy doing? And for me, it's been like, if someone's interested in like learning more about me, but they're like, I don't know if I want to do in coaching with you. I don't know a lot about you. Go to my podcast and look at all my episodes. Look at the ones that I specifically talk specifically, the solo ones. And I'm like, just check them out. And then if you have any questions, let me know. If you want me to refer to you some of my, my episodes, I'll be more than happy to. And what it has become more is a credibility standpoint, showing my what, how I speak, how I am, how what's my vibe. They get to know me really well before even having to go ahead and commit or even before maybe wanting to sign up for coaching or get to sign up for a class or whatever that may be. I love it. The The mindset that you have today in terms of generating contact, the, the, the content, uh, the topics, the the conversations, um, the mindset that you are right now, how would you compare that right now versus when you just started in terms of just being clear on where you wanted to go with your content and and, and who you wanted to be able to help out with your content? Yeah, it's a little different now. Now it's, you know, back then it was, uh, you can have strategy, right? Everyone's like, you got to have a strategy. I was very more cerebral with things. I was very left brain. I was very linear with it. Like, oh, I got to do this. I got to make sure every, every episode is lining up to, you know, has a theme or has this or has that. And now literally, honestly, I just go ahead, hit record and I just talk. I'll think of one thing that I want to talk about. Maybe it's uh, something I heard. Maybe it's something I read. Maybe it's, I was talking to clients. Usually if I'm talking to a lot of clients and there's a theme coming up, I'll do an episode on that. But there's really not a strategy, it's just me sharing. And I like that more because it's just it's just me. I tell people all the time, I just hit record and I'm talking to you. And then when I'm done, I'm done, I, hit, I end it. And that's the end of it. If I make a couple of mistakes in between, I don't care unless they're major, I'll clean it up. But other than that, I'm like, this is me. I'm authentic, I'm clear. And uh, and that's kind of where I'm at now with it, how I was before. And I hope that's kind of answering the question. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I, I love that. I love that framework of got an idea. I'm just going to hit record and share it. Because you don't have to overthink it. I mean, there's been people that have come to me like, I got to do this. I got to do that. I got blah, 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 blah. It's like, no, you don't just do it. I mean, not to make it so simple, but just do it. And, and like when you first start out, if you're second guessing yourself of like how good it is, it doesn't matter because no one's going to hear it. No one meaning like not a big people, amount of people are going to hear it. So it doesn't matter. So, um, so if you're out there listening to this, um, just remember, like you got to be shitty before you can be good right? You, you can't be good the first time. It's okay. Um, so kind of fast forwarding the clock to today, right? You've got 
um, a coaching business uh, that you're doing, um, you know, speaking opportunities, uh, growth rate books. Where do you spend the majority of your time each day right now? Right now, the most of my time is 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 focusing on you know content creation, just creating content. It's something I'd love to do. Um, I always have something I can create. I can always take one thing and spin it five different ways. And so with my have, I have two podcasts, actually, I have one, that's my main one, which is the the mindful experiment. But I also what in my coaching career, you know, over a year and a half ago, I started a podcast called the mindful chiropractor. And it's just the same things I talk about in the mindful experiment, but I just put it into a chiropractor's lifestyle practice and so forth, because I've been a chiropractor for 12 years. And so usually I'm creating, uh, those are the kind of things I spend most of my time with. And then coaching calls is the other aspect of it. Um, and um, it, it makes, you know, it's it's fun to do. You know, I always tell my clients, like, you have to do what you enjoy. Don't do what you're told to do or what you should do. That's never going to bring, that's not going to bring success to you, number one. It's not going to make things fun. Do what you love, right? And so for me, going on a podcast and recording is great because nowadays I take my own podcast videos and I'll strip them down into five, six, seven reels. And now I have reels that I can schedule out. And now I'm putting content out that's booked out. Like right now I have content booked out to the end of May. And so it's like, and some people are like, it's funny because I had a beard for a couple months in October and November, and now I don't have it anymore. And one of some of my people in the audience are like, dude, how are some videos having a beard and some videos don't have a beard? What, what's going on here? And I'm like, well, you're just really seeing how much backed up I was <laughs> in creating content. And that's just the purpose of it. And it's just creating and 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 as as much as possible because content is king, as they say. And that's just one of the things that um, I built in to put into a system. So that way I'm not always overworking. It's I'm doing this already. And then I could just pull and schedule that stuff and get it all cleaned up and get it, you know, keep backing up my my content, the lead that I have. Just to kind of dig deeper on that, what type of tool do you use to schedule it out, plan it out? So Instagram already has it. You can schedule. You can go to the meta, oh, well, Instagram itself, you can schedule on, then it shares to my my person, my, my business page. And then what I'll do, um, just tell you there's a background of what I do. Then from there, they get released around 11, 12 o'clock in the, in the day, uh, Eastern time. And so then what I would do, go ahead and do then is around like two or three, most of the time I try to get this put in. Uh, I didn't get to it today. I'll be doing it after this podcast actually, but I go ahead then and I go and copy it. I, I take the videos, just download it, copy the caption. And I go on LinkedIn. I share it on LinkedIn. I'll share it on my personal page on Facebook, TikTok, YouTube short. Mm-hmm. I'm just branching out. Now, some people say, well, you shouldn't be on all the platforms. Well, I, I agree. You should, you should really focus on one or two, to be honest with you. But at the same token, if it just takes me an extra three minutes to share it across a few other platforms, and I really don't care if they blow up or not, I'm just sharing it there because I have gotten people uh, who are interested in my kind of stuff from that like three minutes is not going to kill me per day. And I'm also, I'm pushing my content out to other platforms. hundred percent. Yeah. Downloading it as it is and watermark and everything, putting it out there. Like I started, cause I've got my personal brand on Facebook and, and Instagram. And then I have the strive pl- platform um, on both. And I just started p- taking my strive reels and putting it on my personal Facebook for reels. And I had no idea, like I was missing the boat because Facebook reels are taking off right now. They are. And, and, you know, Instagram and other, and YouTube for especially is kind of the shorts are kind of, uh, the being, uh, less prioritized, I guess you'd say, but, um, anyway, we can talk hours about that stuff, but you mentioned the coaching side of things. Um, you know, maybe full-time about a, about a year ago or so. 
Yeah. December, 2021 is when I left my practice and, uh, my, my, well, a couple things when I left my practice, but it was cause I was moving out of state or out of state in practice. Um, I moved from Chicago to Knoxville, Tennessee. And during that transition, um, I, that's where I decided to go full-time in the coaching. I think I asked you this question. You're a Sox fan, right? Oh no. Oh no. no I'm, you're, you're... I'll clarify. I'll clarify. Although Chicagoans do not like this. I am. I cheer for both. But, but there's a huge, but here, if the Cubs play the Sox, most of the time, I'm going to cheer for whoever needs the win. But if I had to choose, it's a Cubs. I'm going to cheer for. Okay. Okay. Cause I'm, I'm in St. Louis. So, you know, you Cub fans out there, we don't, we don't get along very well. You know what I will say, you know, about the St. Louis Cardinals, my coach was a Cardinal. He's a big, he's a, my former coach, he's a big Cardinal fan. And he would talk about the camaraderie between the Cubs and the Cardinals rival. And, and he's like, you never been to a Cards rival Cubs Cardinals game. I was like, no, I never have. So ever since he was like, what the heck dude? I'm like, okay, fine. I'll go. So then I went to like six of them. Awesome experience just between the teams. Yeah, like, it's man. not like a rival that you would kind of expect. Like I was expecting a lot of trash talking and this and that. And it was like, no, it's just great camaraderie in, in, a, in a unique way that I'm not used to seeing. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun. Um, you know, cards, Cubs games, you know, just, go back to the years because I grew up in St. Louis. And so cable TV in the nineties, you got WGN and you got Harry Carey and then you got TBS yeah. with the Braves. And like, that's what I grew up watching during the summer, you know? So that, that, I, I love that stuff. And I can talk about, about baseball. I played baseball. I played, you know, top level D three baseball here in St. Louis. So <laughs> I, I don't know. But um, yeah, the, uh, and, and actually I, I went to, um, I took the train up in 2005 uh, for a concert. And this is, I think it was probably November 6th, maybe, or I, don't, I forget what day it was. And it was like the day of the White Sox parade when they won mm. the World Series against the Astros, maybe. I forget what it was. But yeah, there's yeah. a sea of black shirts and hats just everywhere near the coffee shop. It was, it was one of the coolest things I've seen anyway. Um, but getting into coaching, going full time, you mentioned you left Chicago to go to where? I'm sorry. Knoxville, Tennessee. Okay. So you're in Tennessee. So continuing to practice or not practice the choice is, is that, is that just a, a, a conscious choice to stop or just clerical choice to, to stop or what, what was going on then? You know, there came a point in my life about four years before this all happened. I started looking at my success and the reach of what I had. And I just started to get a feeling that I had a bigger purpose to serve. And it, it just kept hitting me harder and harder as every year went by. And here's you understand, I had a very successful practice. I was one of the, I was one of the biggest practice, pediatric volume practices in Illinois. And I had all these this great success there. A lot of some of my friends are like, why the heck are you leaving? Or why are you letting that practice? You're not going to practice when you go to Knox. Why not? And I was just like, I don't have intentions right now. Um, I just felt my reach was because even though I was successful in that realm, financially and in a community and so forth, when I looked at the overall vision of what I wanted to do with my life, I just felt like it wasn't at that level where I wanted to be. And when I say that, I don't mean that from an ego standpoint. It's not about, I'm not, I don't get tied into like, oh, I don't, I should have been here or this number I'm making, or I don't care about any of that. I go by what I, what makes me feel good, what I'm excited about and what I feel fulfills me is what matters most to me more than anything else. Because if you follow that money's always going to follow anyhow. And so it was just one of those things that I started, you know, a couple of years in, you know, I, my wife knows I wanted to leave, leave Illinois. COVID hit, she finally said, Let's do it. And then from there, I was like, okay, I can actually go ahead and go full on on this and actually go 100% into this coaching realm and go not think I had it all figured out. I'm like, here's an idea where I'm going to go with. 
because I was already doing coaching, but it was a small group. I had maybe a handful of clients. I wasn't looking to, I didn't want to grow that too much because my main thing was chiropractic and focusing on what I was doing there. But I got to, I guess, give a calm, the desire, the passion I had for coaching and mentoring people and business owners and so forth. So I was able to do that still. Um, and then that's where I was like, no, this is, this is, this is going to allow me to go even to a larger level, which has been so amazing in the journey of what I've gone through even before going full-time and now currently. So I kind of want to just take one step backwards, you know, taking a little bit deeper on what made you successful running the, the chiropractor side of things, right? What's important to be successful in that business? Cause there's a lot of chiropractors out there, you know, Logan, Logan college here in St. Louis, there's a lot of chiropractors in this area, right? Um, what separates the best from the rest and then kind of dovetailing into, you know, the coaching side of things and, and how that works and how to be success, successful with that. So um, with, with the chiropractor stuff, you know, kind of going backwards, you mentioned you had some, some personal health issues in your, with your back and be, barely being able to, you know, really do the work. How did you get out of that? Did you, did you go do some core work? Did you go do some, some, some sit-ups like what I'm obviously joking, but <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, it was one of those things. Okay, so long story short, I have, I had I had scoliosis, okay, 28 degree. And if people don't know what scoliosis is, if you look straight on at me, my spine looks like an S. And so my lower back had 28 degrees. My mid-back was around 20-something degrees. What started to happen was, is I was doing a new technique and my whole, my spine started to shift. We didn't know, I didn't know this was happening. I just, we were, I was just getting normal adjustments. I had a buddy of mine who I found out practiced at like five minutes away from me. And I'm like, and he was like, he just took this seminar on this new technique. And I'm like, I wanted to learn that technique. I'm like, how about you do it on me before you go ahead and do it on your patients? Do it on me. Well, we did. And what ended up happening four months later, we took an x-ray and my spine was shifting drastically. And I was like, this is crazy. And then I was like, okay, let's see what happens in the next two months. We'll do another x-ray. Well, that's when the shifts, I started feeling the shifts. And that's where my back went out and it was like eight weeks. And then I had um, um, IT band syndrome, which basically it's the, the ligament that comes from the side of your leg and it creates a severe, sometimes intense knee pain. But for me, it wasn't just the knee, not that it's just shin, but it was also the hip and the glutes. They were just firing up. So I've been adjusted. I get adjusted twice a week. I got massage every week. I was doing red light therapy. I was doing cold laser therapy. I was doing all the modalities that I know. My diet's clean. So I, I mean, I have no, I think I don't have, I, I live a very anti-inflammatory diet. So I was like, I'm doing everything in my power, taking supplements and all that. And it wasn't working. So I knew I had to just let the process be. And it wasn't until my massage therapist and I, and it wasn't just that. This is seven months of work before it started to relieve itself. But we started Something told me that I was doing something wrong with my IT band. So I said, let's work around the muscles of the IT band. Let's look at this, this, and this, and let's just work on that. Hopefully we can calm that so I can get rid of this like tension. Cause it was just, my ligaments were changing. That's why the muscles were spazzing so much. And so long story short, it was February, 2017 and all, you know, 2018. And uh, I was finally able to take a walk with my dog and my wife. And I was like, oh my God, I'm getting relief. A month, two, month and a half later, I was back in the gym. And I was like, so scared. I'm like, I'm gonna do this so slow <laughs> because I didn't want to go back there. But that's kind of the, pro that was the journey of all the work I had to do. And it's kind of like life, right? This, 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 that whole experience I was sharing with my patients, what I was going through, because I wanted them to know that because a lot of times they're like, oh, you're, you're a chiropractor. You're in great health. You have a great spine. You're good. And it's like, no, chiropractors have very bad spines. Most of them. Um, and I was like, number two, here's an experience of what I'm going through that I can relate to you now, but I can also use that experience in coaching and in business right? You do the work consistently showing up every single day, but you're not, you're not yielding the results that you want to get. 
am I doing something wrong? What's happening? Or do I have to course correct? Do I have to pivot? It's like, hold up. There's, there's basic principles that you always want to follow. For me and my health, I was doing the basic principles, getting my adjustments, taking care of my muscles. I was doing all the things that I can do to help support it. And I knew that as long as I kept supporting it, that it's all going to work out eventually. I know it will, because the body's going to eventually come around. And it did. Um, I wouldn't say that I always had that thought process because about five months in, I was getting a little concerned. But anyway, that, um, I hope that's answering the question. No, yeah. I mean, so five months in, starting to kind of doubt the process, right? Like, I just asked my coach. I asked my coach. He's a chiropractor at the time. And I asked him, I'm like, dude, I don't know, man. I'm starting to get worried. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, it's been five freaking months. I got in five months. If you do the math, that's like 22 massages. That's tw- that's that's 40 something adjustments. I can't tell you any cold laser therapies and all the red light therapy and infrared and this and that and all this other stuff. And I'm like, I'm right where I was. This is getting a little concerning. And he's just like, what would you tell a patient? I was like, here's what I would tell a patient. And he goes, then just do that. I was like, okay, I'll put my head down. So, I mean, you get, you get boggled down a little bit and then you just recenter, refocus. And you're like, okay, what's the vision? What's the plan? Here's where I'm moving towards. It's all going to work out eventually. Let's just keep staying centered. And then and that's all you, that's all you can do. Well, I, I love that because, you know, especially right now, kind of in my industry, right? I mean, you know, the world's ending, the housing market's going to crash, rates are high, all this stuff's happening. And, you know, people are, a lot of people are, are struggling to pay bills, like people are struggling to, to save money and, you know, people talking about, well, I'm going to try to do X, Y, Z, maybe a side hustle or build a business or do things on the side or do something different. And, you know, me personally, like my own, my own example, like I started this podcast in September, I started Instagram in July and I've been kind of just doing my routine every single day and, and just following a process and, you know, practice what you preach. You know, if, if you focus on the result you know, you're going to get in your own head. You got to focus on the process, not the result. And so many people, you know, don't see results and they stop after a week or two or, or a month or whatever. And, and they never reach their goal because they don't see the results when the results are actually there. They're just very, very, very infinitely small. And like the topic, uh, the example that I give a lot is that, you know, Mr. Beast, you know, the biggest YouTube person out there in the world, you know, offered a billion dollars for his channel. You know, he didn't get a, a video that had more than a thousand views until like year seven, year seven. And like, now he's got all these employees and helping people and all that stuff. It's like, how many people would have put that work in for that long without seeing results? You know, like very, 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 very few. And that's the difference, you know, from a lot, uh, the best of the rest. Um, so you, you're continuing to go on um, um, in, in terms of, of the coaching piece of it. So you already had the coaching thing that you were doing. Um, that gave you the confidence to be able to can then take that leap, move to Knoxville, and then go full time at that. So, kind of share a little, a little bit more about kind of uh, your vision on that. Yeah, I mean, the thing is with my my coaching. So, I'll give you a little backstory of what got me into it. So, it can kind of show you where the confidence builder was. Yeah. Um, five years into my practice, I followed everything business advice that was told uh, that I can get my hands on: self help, personal development, motivational speaking. I did all that. Grind, hustle. See, top CEOs they read sixty books a year. Okay, I'm going to read eighty to one twenty. I'm going to double that if I can. The highest I got was 132 one year. And, you know, you sacrifice, don't listen to music, don't do this, just focus on knowledge, download, download, download. I did that to a T. Well, the results showed I hit my financial peak in five years. Yay. But the problem with that was I was burned out every four to six months. That's what caused the issue I went through for eight months because that was lock up tension for five years, overwhelm, always on the go, never taking time to slow down and rest and smell the roses. And then all of a sudden, I got out of that realm 
right? I changed it all in 2017, right when I made the change. It was actually was end of 16 to 17, beginning of 17. But right when the change was fully initiated, you know, four or five months later, my back goes out. All of a sudden my body, you know, and I was like, I knew why it happened. And I was just like, okay. But launch, what happened was though, is I was unfulfilled, unsatisfied. I thought making all this money close to a seven figure practice. I thought that being in the top two, 1% chiropractors, you know, financially, I was like, oh, this would, this is it. I'm set. This is, this is going to be set. And I wasn't, I decided at that moment that I, I thought about walking and leaving the profession and not being in business anymore. But then I said, no, let me, let me do some soul seeking. And I started to look at my way my office was running, what I really cared about, what really mattered to me. And that's when I made the shift to go to pediatrics. I changed my office around because I had a coach at one time say, just meet people where they are and what they are okay with accepting for chiropractic. That's a good business builder, but it creates a lot of headaches, especially for me. I'm very result oriented. If you're going to work with me, I want to make sure we do all that we can to get you the best results possible. And results doesn't mean getting out of pain. Results mean getting your nervous system clear so you can function and be the best that you possibly can to adapt to the life that you live in your environment. And so that being said, I wasn't seeing those results as well. Even though people were feeling better, they're doing great. The scans for some people just weren't this technology I used. Wasn't seeing it clear, fully get clear or some things were coming back. So I said, told my wife, we talked about it because she, she was in the office with me. Uh, she ran everything. I was just the doctor, as I always say. And um, long story short, we said, okay, the patients that don't align with what, we, what we're, we're trying to shift towards, we'll give them an opportunity to either change up their care plans, be more consistent, or we'll refer them out. So in a six-month process, we ended up taking a 40% hit in our business. We did this on purpose. Some people may say, this is crazy. You have a very successful business and you took a 40% hit. What I did at that moment is I went back to what I knew, what I studied from neuroscience and neurolinguistic programming, limiting beliefs, um, unconscious mind, energy healing, quantum physics, consciousness, all this stuff that I've studied. And I said, well, you always hear you're the producer and creator of your life. Well, I'm going to define what success is. And I'm going to go down that path and say, this is my path of success. And this is what it means for me. And so I started defining every fabric of myself as a chiropractor, as a business owner, what is success? What does it truly mean? And a little over a year later, we were back to where we were financially, but I was working over 50% less than what I was originally doing. And in that moment, I was like, this is where my whole coaching thing started. Cause I was like, entrepreneurs need to learn this. They're all being told grind, hustle mentalities. It's still to this day, 15 years I've been reading, studying this stuff. Still to this day, grind, hustle mentality, sweat equity. Just keep doing the work. Just keep doing it. Eventually one day down the road, it's all going to work out. And I'm like, that's great, but that's a recipe for burnout. I, I mean, don't listen to me. Forbes came out with an article saying that 60% of leaders are burned out. 60%. I think that's even, I think the number's even higher just yeah. based on my experience as a chiropractor and what I, is what I evaluated in people. I'm like, no, people are more burned out than that. But that was one test that I did. And we made a shift with that. And that started to build the confidence because I did it. And we got back to where we were. I never had to worry about a new patient. I didn't worry about anything because I was using different rules and tools to keep myself more centered. Where's my power at? How do I, how do I regulate, you know, run my life? I'm using quantum physics and all this stuff. We can get into those things, but long story short, I did that way. I ran my office to where I didn't even look at numbers anymore. Like I didn't pay attention to the pulse of my office because my, I had to get out of that mindset of looking at my numbers to determine how successful I was. And I just said, I told my wife, I'm like, just let me know if we ever go 50% less than where we are now. 
other than that, I'm going to go ahead and just keep serving and loving on the patients and focus on the experience and just enjoy the moment. And that's all I did. And the practice kept growing and it kept growing and continue. We got to, again, how did this all work? Well, we did it again in COVID. When COVID came around, we were in Chicago, one of the hardest lockdowns. We took a 40% hit in the first month. My wife looked at me and she never has done, she usually doesn't, I'm more of the worry one. She's not. She looked at me and she goes, you're way too calm about taking a 40% hit. So everything's going to be fine. I go, let's just stay centered to where we are. Solutions are going to come to us. We're going to get ideas of what we need to do and how we need to respond, but everything's going to work out. Three months later, we broke records that year and we continued to grow throughout the pandemic. And it's these kind of things. So I did it once. I did it twice. So then I was like, I have confidence. I can do it again. And so this is when we made the jump and and I took an 80% hit financially. Cause like I said, I had a small little coaching business. It wasn't big. It wasn't that level, but I knew I can grow the business as long as I put the energy and the right energy into it and do what I needed to do for it. And it has, everything's been working out so far and I'm very blessed and grateful for. So you mentioned defining success, defining the practice, defining the business owner, who you want to be defining how you want your life to be able to look. And it, it, it kind of, it sounds like that's, that's where it all started, right? It starts with being very clear on those things. And then, um, c- can you share a little bit about kind of that process of, of defining that in terms of just terms or on paper and then kind of where it goes from there? Yeah. The first thing I did was, and this is, what I, this is what I do with clients and you have to have a vision, right? When I was in business school, I, they talked about vision statement, but it was really more the mission statement they put the energy into. And vision is the most critical thing that you want to have. The Bible shows in uh, Proverbs 29, verse 18, um, you know, the people without a vision will perish. You got to have a vision in your life and have crystal clarity to what it is and who you want to become. Who's that future self of who you want to become? And that's kind of what I was looking at. Because when I was making these changes, especially after that back pain and all that I went through, because that's what that that's what created my, I, I wrote my, I started the podcast. I wrote my first book after that. I was already starting to look at like, okay, if I'm going to be shifting my identity, who's that individual that I want to recreate? Who's Dr. Vic, the coach, rather than Dr. Vic, the chiropractor. And I had to have a vision in my mind. I had to be crystal clear. But before I got to that, I also, what I do with my clients is I'm like, why do you exist in this world today? And I know that's a very deep question, but I'm like, you got to get crystal clear with what's your purpose in life. This is going to change as you get older because every decade has different values, especially if you didn't have kids and you start to have kids, trust me, your values change. And if you have kids or not, I, I have a nine month old and it's amazing how, the moment she was born, literally the moment she was born, my whole values on life shifted instantaneously. Uh, and it still does to this day. And it's kind of crazy. Um, and so it's getting crystal clear who you are and what really, why you exist in this world. Now, some people say, I don't know how to think you because you can't think of these things. You can't figure out why you exist in this world. You can, you can try to look backwards and try to solve some of that. But one of the things that I teach my clients is you got to get into a feeling because the feelings is nonlinear. The feelings get into an element that you can't understand. The, le- the brain can't understand feelings in the sense of the vast amount of information because we get feelings at times that you may not understand why you get that feeling or why you need to take action. Just like I had to leave Illinois. I kept feeling that I needed to leave. It took a couple of years. My wife got the same feeling. And then she's like, okay, we got to leave. Why would we leave when we have a successful office, have our all our family there? We have no, we don't know anyone in Knoxville. We've got to know some people now. But we, we, we didn't have anyone we knew there or anything. It was just a place we wanted to go. And it's one of those things that was a feeling. But getting back to that, so you have the vision, you get crystal clear. Who's that future self? What does that look like? Who's that person being? You want to get so crystal. Not what they have, 
I'm not saying you can't think of them having the big house and the nice car if you want that, but who are they being in that process rather than what they're doing? And what, how do they think? How are they reacting to life? These are the things I got really crystal clear for myself. And then I started to, I put it on a piece of paper. Who's that? And again, I'm not putting a time frame on that. You can, if you want, you can say in five years, I want to be like this. In 10 years, I want to be like that. For me, it was just like, here's where I want to be. And I don't care how long it takes, but this is the person I want to become. And I put my energy behind that. Every thought, any, anytime I react to something, is this alignment to that future self of who I, who I want to be? Or is it not? Is it, is, it inter, is it creating an incongruence? Which means, let's say I want to be a, I, I want to be a multimillionaire, which is abundance mindset. But yet I get a bill in the mail and I'm freaking out that I have this bill. How am I going to pay for this? Or what the heck? Or I get frustrated. That's a scarcity mindset because an abundant mindset individual, they can lose millions and millions of dollars and they're just going to go, that's okay. It's all going to come back. Like literally, they'll just scuff it off like nothing. I mean, look at Elon Musk, $200 billion loss in net worth. And he's a great example. I love talking about him a lot because he is that example of that. And he, he, I was like, when it happened, people were bashing him and all this. And I'm like, he'll be back at number one. I just not have seen him. I've seen him too many times do this kind of things. And what happened? He's number one again. So it's it's having that clarity and that vision and being crystal clear in that process. And when you can do that, that'll help you align with your actions. It keeps you centered. It allows to make sure that every thought and emotion that you have, which is actually the real work. Imagine you have to be monitoring every kind of thought that you give attention to as much as possible. That, that takes a lot of work in the beginning. But after a couple months, you rewire the brain. It, all of a sudden, you create an automatic process and so forth. Yeah, you hit on a really interesting point. It's something we talk about here a lot. You know, we call it, you know, we kind of break the wealth equation, the wealth building process into three equations, the income, um, the savings equation, which is just very simple income minus your expenses equals your savings, right? Tons of content about budgets and cutting expenses and not enough about income. Um, the investment equation, buy an asset, get a rate of return over time, you get your return, uh, et cetera. Uh, and then the results equation, we talk about your thoughts affect your emotions and your feelings, which affect your actions and over time affects your results. And, you know, you mentioned monitoring your thoughts and, you know, it's obviously a lot of work that you can, that it takes to be able to do that and, re and rewiring your brain. Can you share a little bit about kind of the process? When you say a lot of work, what does that actually mean from a day-to-day -day or week-to-week uh, standpoint? What does that mean? Yeah. So just to overwhelm everybody for a second, you have 50 to 70,000 thoughts that happen per day, per day. Now you don't think of all those, um, but it's when you're being, trying to be aware of these thoughts. So like, for example, recession, a housing bubble coming, or, you know, all these stories that come up, I'm not saying that's not true, or if it's not, the key is your, how do you react when you hear that coming through? Right. You know, for me, it's always like, I laugh because I'll see it on LinkedIn. It'll talk about these little articles on there. And I'm always just like, and some, some of them will catch my attention. I'm like, why are you letting that catch your attention? Like, let that go. It's, you know, what, does that align to who I want to become? No. So let me go ahead and focus my energy on where I want it to go. Um, but it can also be your inner thoughts. These can be thoughts that you're just thinking within. You know, let's say you got a, you, you got a lead that you're going to see your coach and you're getting a new lead and all of a sudden they didn't sign up and or maybe they want to think about it. What's the thoughts you're having after that? What are you giving attention to? Like, there's just these little nuances and stuff. But then there's other thoughts and this may complicate a little bit of this, this a little, but there's also thoughts that we don't know we're actually thinking. And these are your unconscious mind. This is a whole different, this is a whole topic I could talk all day on, but it's one of these things where there's a lot that goes on the unconscious side that you're just unaware of that are, it's like a tape just running all day long. It's like 
the things that you grew up with between the ages six, zero to six, seven years old, it is a tape that's playing all day. Thoughts, your experiences in life, what reality is, and so forth. And you know, you kind of become aware of this based upon your patterns that you see in your life or what triggers you, right? Like, like I said, you see something, oh, recession happening, you freak out about it. Um, there's there's a reason behind that. There's You have some sort of scarcity mindset when it comes to finances in some way, shape, or form. Uh, but when you monitor these things, again, the question I love asking is, does this align to the future self of who I want to become? If it does, keep the thought. If it doesn't, let it go and choose another thought. You have 50 to 70,000 thoughts. I don't even know how many that is per, per, per hour, but it, it's it's quite a lot. Um, you know, at least 20 some thousand thoughts, an hour, not 20 some thousand, anyhow, 2000 thoughts an hour. Anyhow, I digress, but it's one of those things that these things are constantly happening. Your goal is not to try to monitor every single one. It's just, it's going to come, let it go. If it doesn't align, just let it go. It's like passing through. And one of the examples I can give just to give a visual for the listeners is like, imagine you're downtown Chicago. If you've never been there, think of a big city that you've been to and you're looking at a skyscraper. Okay, and you're just admiring the, the view of the skyscraper. All the cars that are going by are your thoughts. They're constantly always there, right? It's You can look and say, well, there goes a nice red car, right? That's one thought you paid attention to. Did the red car align to what you like? If it did, keep putting that energy towards it. If it didn't, just let it go. There's going to be more coming anyhow. And just keep paying attention to what thought that aligns. Now, you can't do this constantly every single moment of every single day. This is impossible. That's why I said the point is, is just trying to be as much aware as you possibly can in the present. To what is you're giving your attention and energy to and kind of a day-to-day process with that and is is instead of trying to think of every thought think of every feeling because a lot of times thoughts create reactions to emotions it's thought then emotion sometimes emotions create thoughts too though but just to keep this simple how you're feeling if you're not excited joyful being in a state of peace and and, and, and looking forward to something then there is thoughts that are you know ruling your mind that's the opposite it's creating you know, it could be fear, anxiety, worry, overwhelm, anger, frustration, one of those lower vibration or lower energies, uh, emotions that is going to let you know that you're not in alignment to that future self or who you want to become. And so these are kind of some of the things I hope I'm answering the question. I'm kind of giving you a little tip yeah. without going too deep, but I'm trying to give you like an overall view of, of the process. It seems complicated, but it really isn't. Uh, it's very, very simple once you start practicing these things. So if, if I'm somebody and I have no idea what you're talking about, it's like, well, what, what are the results? What are the results going to be? And, you know, either you get the results you want or you don't, right? When you start to incorporate some of these practices and being mindful of what your thoughts are and being very clear on your direction and who you want your, your future self to be, all, all the things you're talking about and probably a million things more. Because um, there's, there's only so much time in the day, right? So when you practice these things and you go down this this, plat, this direction and you, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm coached. I have a sales coach and I have another coach too. And it helps me go down the path I'm trying to go to. Um, but when you do these things and then you look down the road, six months or a year, the, the actions and the results are going to be different. But, but why, why is that? Why, 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 why do the, why, why, why is it when you do these things that the actions are different? Why are they on a different plane? So I'll talk a little quantum, if that's a little quantum physics, if that's okay, I'll be, I'll keep it simple. Yeah, please, please do. So long story short, quantum world is something that I talk a lot about. And it used to be, we used to call it the spiritual world because that's what we used it before. And people are like, oh, that's woo-woo stuff. That's out there stuff. And it's like, okay, well, quantum physics has come around and proven all those things to be true. Basically, like in the spiritual world, we said everything is all interconnected. 
Everything is all one. Everything is just energy and vibration and frequencies. Well, that's that crazy stuff. Well, guess what? Quantum physics has proven that we're all interconnected, that the deepest level of every substance is just energy. It's space. And this energy, this quantum world is an invisible world that you can't see. But yet the physical world that what we can see is all directly tied to the quantum. So when you understand energy, then we can take an example of like lead versus gold. So some people say, well, lead versus gold is different because of the molecular structure. That's true. They're aligned differently. The molecules are different and so forth. Yeah, I agree with that. But what's the underlying factor that allows for that alignment to be that way? It's the energy of what they're, they're vibrating at. So then understanding that, let's take that into life. Someone, we were talking about you know sports and stuff like that for a second and when we first got started. What's the difference between someone who's a great athlete versus someone who's not? Well, it's their principles, how they practice and so forth. Well, yeah, it could be a little bit, but let's take someone like Michael Jordan, right? I'm, I'm biased. I'm from Chicago. One of the best. He's the GOAT in my opinion. Um, but long story short, it's one of those things where if you look at how he practiced in his mindset and how he focused on his thoughts and his emotions and so forth, this guy was an animal when it came to those kind of things. And he set the tone. This is what I accept and that's it. I'm not going to let any other thought come and intervene. So why is that, and especially with someone who's successful financially versus someone who isn't? A lot of times we focus on what they're doing, but it's not what they do because the law of vibration, which has been proven by quantum physics also, shows that you cannot experience anything in your life except the, what you're vibrating or what your frequency is. What's that signal that you emit out to the world, the universe, life, whatever you want to call it? And so that signal is going to verify what kind of reality you're going to experience. The way I can explain this in simple terms is everybody has used the radio dial before trying to tune to a radio station that they like. If you're just a point, just a sliver off, you don't hear the radio station or it's extremely static. But once you're perfectly aligned with it, you get the music, or whatever you're looking forward to on that station, right? It's called harmonic resonance. So this happens in this realm too. What affects your vibration, your thoughts and emotions, your vision, your focus? Right? These are just some of the things that affect your vibrational frequency. So when I work with clients, I work at that level. I want to change that. Well, doc, I want to have a double, double my business. That's fine. But let's let's work on that first. And then you start creating that, that whole world of what that means for you. And well, what about business strategies? We'll get the business strategies. I know a lot of business strategies, but I'm like, we'll get to that later. We're going to get to the stuff that you need right now. And what's amazing about the clients I work with, about 80 to 90%, we never get into business strategies. And what I mean by business strategies is sometimes it may be lead generation. Maybe it's organic marketing or paid ads. Maybe it's VSLs or funnels. Maybe it's, you know, automation. Now it's AI stuff, you know, all these different things that you can use. And I'm like, we rarely, I'm not saying we don't get to it. I have stuff in my, my that they have free access, they get access to for working with me. But it's one of the things that we're always, most of the time, 80% of the time, working on their mindset, working on their vibe and working out what inspires them and what feels good and keeping them in alignment with that. And when my clients do that, you know, last year, I mean, I had, I mean, in the last year in my first full year, um, we had some cool results. I had somebody who like hundred percent, over 138% increased their profits just in a month. That doesn't happen often. I like to be very clear about that. There was, she, she was primed and ready for it. It was just a little mental tweak we did and bam, it took off. Um, but 50, 60% growth in business in, you know, five to seven months you know, 50 to 70% is what we were starting to see. Uh, and it's crazy things that come out of nowhere. It's not, you know, the thing is about what what happens in, in, in the business world and just our world in general is we want to do X to get the Y to experience Z, right? We want it to be linear. Life is not linear. 
Life has never been linear, but we've tried to make it as linear as possible. That's why the best business advice they give you is see somebody where you want them to be or whoever that life is that you want to have and model every aspect of them. Well, why is that not working for everybody? Right. And that's always a question that's been the bottom denominator for me. But when you get to this work, you change your vibe, you change your vibration. All of a sudden, you're going to start to attract because you're sending a different signal out, which can be more of an abundant signal. It could be more of XYZ signal. Then what you're going to bring into your life, because we attract things, is going to be more in alignment to that future self. And you don't have to think about it. You don't even have to worry about your next step. I know this sounds crazy, but again, law of vibration states because when you're in that certain vibration, if, you, if you're in that vibration of a seven-figure business owner, even though your bank account's not reflecting that yet, you're going to have ideas, people, circumstances, situations come to you that's going to help you get to that point. And it's fascinating because the more of my clients let go and trust this process, which is hard for a majority of us because we're more human doers uh, than we are human being. We used to be human being until late 1800s, and we got really into the doing side of things. Um, when we've lost the art of being and we're more into doing it's one of those concepts that when we can really start to understand the being side, and that's where our power is. So let's say a recession's coming. Let's say the banks collapse. Let's say the dollar collapse. I was reading an article about how the dollar is going to collapse and whatever. But it's like one of these things where all this scare stuff, it doesn't matter because you have control over your life at the end of the day. I know that sounds very foreign, but I can even back it up with some proof. The highest percentage of millionaires to ever be birthed in, United, birthed in the United States came out of the Great Depression. Think about that for a second. Or even the pandemic. Look at the billionaires. Their net worth, I think it was like 56% or something like that. It grew during the pandemic. Oh, all small businesses are getting killed. But the billionaires, now it's because they're billionaires and they have influence, maybe. But they operate at a different level. They live in this realm. This is what they do every single day. So the... The person who's on this path, same same industry, same scenario, somebody that's on this path thinking with this abundance mindset versus somebody who's not, right? The, the actual actions and the way you do things and the little bit of things that you do differently that attract, the, the actions are different, wouldn't you say? Yes. And, well, yes and no. Here's the thing. Like, have you ever met two people that have done a program? They follow it to a T. One's really successful, then one isn't but they both did it the exact same way. So sometimes, but sometimes, but if you want to get like the habits and stuff like that, I can say actions are different because they shifted their energy. They shifted their, their thinking process. They shifted their beliefs into a different realm. And because of that, their actions may be different, but if we're just thinking like, let's just do like, Oh, Facebook ads are the greatest thing to do or Facebook ads are dead. Whichever one you want to look at two people can go take a course that shows them how to do Facebook ads. They do it all identically the same, but yet, one of them does really, really well, and one of them fails. But yet they're identically the same. There was nothing different. Yeah, That's the power behind it. And I hope I'm answering that question a little well, bit or getting more get, clear for you. Yeah, I mean, kind of what's going through my brain is like, you know, if you have two people that say this, the exact same thing, one, one person may say it in a certain different tone or a certain vibration or a certain look on their face, if it's face-to-face -face versus somebody saying the same thing, maybe in a different time, uh, standpoint. And like those little big details can be the difference between the best and the rest. It's yes. kind of what I'm, what I'm getting at. Yes. Around 100%. What you say. Well, yeah. Cause I mean, when you're vibing at that level, like even just like tone, right? The verbiage that we use, the tone, because 93% of our communication is nonverbal. And so it's like one of those things that if I'm vibrating at a different essence, my tone, my energy is going to come off so different to you 
than somebody who isn't vibrating at that level. Because if someone has scarcity thinking, they're not probably going to be the most upbeat person. Where if somebody who has abundance thinking, man, they're they're a little higher in life. They're enjoying life. And you can tell. Yeah. The thing about humans is, is even though we don't consciously pick up on energy, we do pick it up unconsciously. And you've all experienced this. You've walked in a room where you met somebody and you're like, mm-mm, something about that person, mm-mm, not liking it. Or you meet someone, you're like, man, that person, I need to get to know better. And we've done this so many times. That's a, called a physiological response. It's You are actually picking up on their energy field. We all have energy field. We, we emit an energy field. Again, this used to be all called spiritual stuff. We used to call it the aura, but now we have science to back it all up. And it's we, have, we emit an energy field about eight feet around us. And it's called a torus field. And it comes from our heart. Our heart generates it. And so you're picking up on this. And people can be very subtle. This is how some people can... Where like people who are like energy readers, I know maybe get a little off there for this topic, but like they can read somebody because they're that sensitive. They can pick up on the energy. We all have this capability and we can all, if we can become more in with this, our bodies and use it as more of like the, the technology would exist, that can make huge game changes in our life in every fabric of our life. I love it. It's like when someone says that person's got a vibe, this is what you're talking about. Yep. 100%. So another example that's kind of going through my brain that we've mentioned a lot on this channel, um, is, you know, let's say you have two people and they experience in a, a, a motivational book or a speech or whatever it is, same thing. And, you know, one person goes about their day and they're just going to go do it, right? I'm going to go just do the work. I'm, I'm going to go reach towards this goal, whatever. And then you have the other person that says, okay, well, this is how I'm feeling. They write down their vision. They write down a couple action items and they look at that, that every single day without fail, every single day. And then the question of, well, who's going to have a greater chances or greater odds of reaching their goal? The person, the first person who didn't write a plan and look at it or the second person. And the obvious answer we're all going to answer is the second one because they're programming their subconscious brain to be able to get there. So how does that fit into this? So I would say, and I love complexing things. I I like to keep things simple, but like the person who just didn't have the plan just went, yeah, they're probably not going to do it. The person who saw the vision every single day, wrote it down and paid attention to it. If they have an attachment to it, they're not going to get there either. Because that what they're doing is if, they're if saying, they don't if they don't have an attachment to it. If they don't have an attachment to it, they will okay. get there. Right. Because like a lot of times what? with the vision, I know this sounds confusing. Because like for me, and think about this way, you remember the old info commercials where the guy said he put the turkey in the thing and he says, set it and forget it. I don't know if you I, 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 I don't I don't remember are, that but, one. Yeah. Okay. I so I, I maybe I may be aging myself a little bit. <laughs> but it was it was an old info commercial. It used to be all I remember seeing it as a kid, and it was always like, you set it and forget it. So when it comes to like vision work, like my clients that sometimes they'll spend a month or two doing this work. And then once they finalize it, I look at them and say, okay, now let it go and forget it. And they just look at me going, what do you mean? I did all this work. And you're telling me to let it go. I go, I can't have you have an attachment to it. You've done the work. You've uploaded it. Why are you going to keep uploading it to the universe, the field, whatever you want to call it? You've done the work. Now you have to, now you have to just trust the feelings to guide you. This is a whole different paradigm of thinking and how you operate. And when you let go of it, because when you have an attachment, this is like, this has to happen or else, this has to happen or else, that energy is not good. There's, you're creating resistance. And anytime you have resistance, that's going to block flow. So instead you say, you know what? This, is what, this is what I teach my clients. Like you create that vision, you let it go and you say, all right, universe X, Y, Z, I'm leaving that to you. And the reason why is because whatever you would believe in, the field, they call this an energy field. It has all the infinite possibilities. It can see everything in all different perspectives. What's going to be the best for you? 
what we like to do is think that this is the best option for us. But sometimes you want an apple and you're given an orange. And you can either look at that and go, you can look at this in two ways. You can sit there and go, I didn't get what I wanted. I didn't get the apple. I wanted the freaking apple. Or you can say and go, you know what, universe? I asked for an apple. You gave me an orange. At the end of the day, I still got fruit because you gave me what I needed. You gave me what really was what I wanted needed. And if we can come from that perspective, we open up life more and not be so restricted to things. So I kind of hope that kind of clarifies that a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So one thing I failed to do, and I apologize, uh, just as a reminder for the listeners out there, where can they find you at in terms of websites and social media and all that stuff? Uh, thanks for giving me the opportunity. My website's my hub, empoweryourreality.com. I have socials on there. My podcast is on there. Um, what I'm sharing, if this resonates with you, you want to see if we are a good fit, we can hop on a call. I do a free call for that. And then uh, I have some online classes that are totally free. I'm doing one right now. We're talking about money and abundance. Um, I have one on there that I have on the website that you can check out. Um, I'm limiting it to only the first 50 people. So whenever that availability is, you know, take advantage of it. Um, but it talks about these concepts is what I'm talking about. It's not about how to make money and strategies on how to do it. It's getting to the things that are the roadblocks that hold us from it, from like such as baggage and limiting beliefs and subconscious programming and so forth and how you can change those things. Cool. So um, when the Cardinals win the uh, NL Central and the Cubs are in last place, we'll have to get you back on um, later in the year and check on progress. But um, uh, mostly kidding, but not really. Um, it's going to be a good year this year. These Cubbies <laughs> are looking pretty solid. You guys got really? Contreras now. I'm like, all right. Oh, Contreras right. went to the Cardinals. Wow, that was an interesting one. Um, but they like they got a young team. They're looking good. I think I, I still think it's a couple of years out before they're like going to be really competitive. But they're the Cubs finally spent money. I'm finally happy to see that. Well, that's good. Yeah. I haven't been able to keep up much on the, on the spring training much recently, but um, I, I know in 2016, I was in DC with my partner, Mike Swale, um on game. I guess it was game seven or game six, game six, the, the last game. Game, it was game. It was game seven, seven. Yeah. Game seven. So that was the, that was the game where, you know, the, the, um, um, the Indians hit the home run and I think they tied it up or whatever. And then there was a rain delay. Yep. And then the, the the evil the evil team came back and won the game, and I was upset about it. I bought Indians gear. I literally just bought Indians gear just, just out of spite. So <laughs> I love it. Now it was a great World Series, man. I'll tell you what a what a you know, who would have thought what was his name? Davis, who hit a home run off Chapman. I would never saw that happening in the way he did it. And I was like, you got to be freaking kidding me. Come on, man. We're right here. And then, uh, well, the hit, rest was history. Shorber comes up. It's that big single. And then, and then, of course, the end of the game, that was it. Yep. Yeah, we were in suits. We had a client event in D.C. And and then the next couple of days, we drove down to Virginia Beach and then North Carolina. And we were just doing our thing, meeting, meeting clients and people. And, you know, we were going from one bar to the next trying to catch the game. And it was, it was just very memorable. I, 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 that, that day was just awesome. But um, uh, last thing for you. Uh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say it was an amazing day for Chicago because you know I was at a bar. Uh, it wasn't a bar. It was like a, well, yeah, I guess it was a gastro pub. So yeah, uh, with my wife, and I've never seen so many strangers. My wife's not in the baseball, and and so many strangers were giving her hugs and me hugs, and and just all excited for coming together. And I was just like, I was like, man, I just wish we can do that all the time. But right. I know eventually humanity will get there. But it was just to see people just come together in that realm. I was just like, this is awesome for the city of Chicago. Right. 
because it was like what 109 years 160 I don't know 108 years 108 years but yeah I mean here in St. Louis I mean with the with the the hockey team the Blues we kind of had a, a little bit of a similar thing like they made the, the playoffs like 32 years in a row and just never did anything like just the lovable losers anyway but yeah um 2023 goals for Six me months, this yep yeah for me this year one of the things i, I have i want to create my, my i was going to do my first retreat uh, online or it may be in person or online i still don't know yet but i was going to do it in 2020 in person and of course covid hit this year i want to create something a three a two-day intensive three-day total life transformation, mind, body, soul, the whole nine thing. But the other thing I'm working on is an unconscious, a consciousness school. That's something that's a big for me. Um, Cause I do a lot of coaching on the business side. I do a lot of business stuff, but I don't want to just tailor to the business people. I also want to help individuals be able to understand these principles, how they can apply it to their life and so much more and make it accessible to them in some way, shape or form. And so I'm looking to put together um, I'm in the process. It's going to be, this is gonna, this, I don't think it's going to be 2023. It's going to be launched, but it's def. My goal is, by summer to start putting stuff together so that it can be hopefully up and running. It's not going to be this year for sure, but next year uh, I'm just planting the seeds now to get that whole thing up and running, to help shift the consciousness of humans and give them the opportunity to remember, to remember the greatness of who they really are and how they can do it. And from a being side, showing them old school techniques, I call them old school, this is ancient stuff um, that works and to help them in that process. That's awesome. So, so literally like, like someone has a an idea or a goal or a dream, like showing people that it's possible. Showing the science, how it can be possible and how it, how, why it's possible and, and, you know, breaking it down. And, um, because at the end of the day, it used to be an old spiritual concept that said, if you can see it in your mind, you can create it. Or, if, you know, some in religious concepts are like, well, if you can, if you can, if you can see it, or if you can imagine it, then God has given you the strength already to achieve it. Right. Well, there's actually truth behind that. And, um, it's sharing the neuroscience, sharing the quantum physics stuff and just using that. And I use that science to pull the left brain to get, to invite it to come in because we're so linear in how we think and to say, here's science to help you a little bit. And then we'll get into the right side of the brain, which is more nonlinear. And it allows me to open that door so I can really help start to create more transformation for people and get out of the ways we've been doing things so that we can create more fulfillment because let's take a, let's, let's be really honest. We are more stressed. And our mental health is going through, going down the tank. It's been continuing even before COVID. We are less fulfilled and satisfied in our lives today than we were over a hundred years ago. Yeah. I think we, I think we probably all would agree on that for, for different reasons. Various reasons. Yeah. So it's, it's, how do we turn things around and, 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 and change it up? And I think the constructs of how we're conditioned in so many ways of how to think, how we behave, social, social pressures and constructs and all that is muting life more and more. And so my purpose is like, this is why I feel like everything's a divine timing of how it's all aligning. And it's like, this is what I want to do to help individuals regain back their power, really allow them to have that full experience of life or how they want to choose it to really lead more fulfilled lives. So we as a collective, as a human collectiveness can really level up and see what we want to see. Those, the not utopia-like life, but something along those lines to help solve all the world's issues that we have. Cool. So if I'm a listener out there and I want to learn more about this stuff off the top of your head, what, what episode number would be a good place to, to dig into? <laughs> Man, uh, off, the, off the top of your head. That's a tough one. You know, I'm just going to okay. throw a 432. I have no freaking clue, to be honest with you. There's so many of them now. Uh, I'll just throw a 432. 108. Yeah, we'll go 108. Go to the old school ones. The 108. Go to 52. I think that was, or anything before 43 you'll like, because it's all me until 43 that I started interviewing people. Well, Dr. 
Victor Manzo Jr. Thank you so much for digging into this stuff. Love it. Love it. Um, yeah. When the Cardinals won the world series, you know, we'll have to have it back on. Hey, I'm a big baseball guy. So <laughs> I, I love, I don't, I'm a bit, you know, seeing Pujols last year um, finish his career with the Cardinals was actually something I really enjoyed seeing. Uh, it's just, you know, and seeing, you know, having him and Molina retire them together. Those were the powerhouses, man, back in yeah. the St. Cardinals days when you guys were killing it. And uh, I always been a big Pujols fan and it's uh, one of those things to see that happen. So yeah, I would love to, man. All right. Good, good having you on and uh, we'll talk soon. All right, brother. Take care. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Strive for 25 podcast. If you're ready to jumpstart your financial journey and take it to the next level, you may want to join our 30 day habit challenge, which you can find on our website, strive for 25.com strive F O R the number 25.com. You can also follow us on YouTube and Instagram by searching strive for the number 25. And if you have any questions, and want to reach out to us, you can also connect with us on our website. Thank you so much.